0: podcast online mole patrol a podcast about internet history and whatever else we want to fucking talk about i'm hacklock an australian visual artist and professional side jobs haver
1: and i'm bridal butts attorney at large kind of like lawyer x but with even less class
0: (laughs) so i a i a
1: (laughs) a e i o u
0: (laughs) i am an older millennial aged person And I grew up along with the growing up of the internet. I'm from that last age bracket that had a childhood that was mostly internet free, Um, not because I was like banned from the internet, but because it didn't exist yet, or it existed but not in a form that people could actually access, like regular people. Um, But my teenagerhood, the internet had definitely come along, and I was very on it and interested in it. And then... Early forms of social media popped up as I was just hitting adulthood. So I've seen a lot of shit. (laughs) And I realized that um, when we were coming up with this show that there's so many people now who've missed out on that early stuff and the things that happened online that kind of became part of the collective internet consciousness and really influenced a lot of things that came later. But they weren't really documented anywhere. Like, who is keeping a record of the drama in the Neopets community? Who? (laughs) And, like, wars between internet forums uh, and technology that was around, but it sort of failed. I I have chunks of this information stored away in my dumb brain, and the people have a right to know. We need to commit it to the record. (laughs) Especially because my brain is crumbling away like wet cake.
1: (laughs) Oh, mm, oh, like a trifle. (laughs) I'm a marginally younger Gen Y person who learned to touch type on MSN Messenger, a point of pride. Uh, we didn't have the internet at home until I was a preteen.
0: I still can't touch type.
1: <laughs> I say I can touch type <laughs> with no accuracy.
0: I, I, can, I can touch letters and type them. They might not be words.
1: I too have touched a letter. <laughs> um i guess i did fool around on some of those earlier social (laughs) networks oh god some of them man before facebook before myspace Um, i'm different to you uh because i'm not an early adopter and i've certainly noted that you are And, and on that please note um i'm lazy I hate learning new things.
0: Oh, then the whole point of this podcast is moot.
1: <laughs> I'll listen to things. I okay. don't. I, I'll. I'll learn a fact, but I don't want to learn any new skills.
0: Oh no! Or this watch
1: any new movies.
0: Actually, teach you anything useful. <laughs>
1: Perfect. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I like. Um, I also like to stand back and watch everybody else fuck things up before I jump in.
0: Which is a really good way of coming in already knowing all the ways it's possible to fuck up, so that you come in already really good at it.
1: I think it's a Capricorn trait. I just want to stay smug. Um, (laughs) When we were talking about putting this show together, one of the things that really interested me is that while you and I both spent a lot of time online, still do. Still
0: do. Still do.
1: We spent our time in very different parts of the internet.
0: Yes, even, like, opposing parts of the internet.
1: Oh, I guess we'll have a chance to really unpick those uh, nuances.
0: Yeah, so I've got three segments. I looked this up, and apparently that's the secret to podcast success. Three. You need to have three segments. All right. Uh, Because I guess that's all people's attention will sustain for...
1: It's like a narrative arc thing. Beginning, middle
0: conclusion and yeah yeah that makes sense
1: all right
0: uh so i've got three segments the first one is i'm gonna tell you a story from the internet's past i'm gonna let you <laughs> and i don't know if you know about this one already um so we'll just have to see what i don't happens. even remember what you said you'd
1: do anymore is it the pea bottles no i just want it to be the pea bottles all the time
0: i don't think i know that one you'll have to tell me i'm that gonna one. tell
1: you about the pea bottles
0: I feel like that there could be many stories from the internet that have to do with people.
1: No, there's just the one. One? Huh? There, there okay. There can only be one.
0: Um, then the second segment, you've picked a topic for us to have a battle royale about. I
1: sure fucking have. What's the topic? I'm not telling you.
0: Oh, fine. <laughs> it's fine. I don't want to... I didn't want to know ahead of time. Like I'll, tell, I'll tell you later. But it'll be like a bracket battle. So we have a topic and then we have a whole bunch of things that fit that topic and we sort of face them off against each other until we have Last Man Standing.
1: I decided that the way to keep it funky fresh would be to do no research about what constitutes a bracket battle. So I've just assumed that I'm going to need this pen and paper, which I um, oh yeah scabbed from your mum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a uh, a element of the podcast at this stage anyway is that we are recording at my mum and dad's house in the basement.
1: Uh I believe we're in a bomb shelter.
0: We well, yes. I think this room was initially built to be a bomb shelter because all the ser- like the roof, the walls and the floor are all very thick concrete.
1: I know you're not here, gentle viewer, gentle listener, um but let me tell you it's quite salubrious.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that word means. It's
1: very fancy. Oh, it's a very right. fancy word.
0: Um, I don't feel like this room is very fancy. We are in a dungeon. um, (laughs) Like I've locked you in my parents' dungeon. (laughs) I think my dick moved. (laughs) It's not even a fun dungeon. There's like little model cars, uh, little puzzle dinosaurs. Really just a
1: perfect subject matter for a different podcast. Camping gear. Things in Heather's parents' basement.
0: A 20-year-old (laughs) boombox.
1: It's like Antiques Roadshow.
0: Um, third segment. Third segment. We're going to talk about internet-related news and hyper-local news, like absolutely so hyper-local, local like, that only the two of us will probably care.
1: <laughs> and possibly, <laughs> something that happened on this block.
0: And possibly, actually, we don't care either. But um,
1: we just really need something, something specific to like. It wouldn't be quite right if we didn't have it one at least one part of the format that aged it.
0: Yes, everything else, you know, you could we can repeat episodes except that you'll get to this end bit and you'll be like cricket was outlawed in 2023.
1: <laughs> I I was thinking that it'd be like when you watch a movie and you see somebody use a really like an earlier version of Facebook and oh, it really spins you out.
0: Old technology. I love those movies like hackers.
1: <laughs> You're like, That's not
0: how computers work anymore. <laughs> I like it when they
1: spray paint the outside of their computers. I
0: like it when the hacker room has skateboarders in it.
1: (laughs) Mm, So cool. When I grow up, I want to be a hacker. But I'm lazy and I don't like to learn things. So here we are.
0: It's too late now.
1: It's too late now.
0: We'll never be hackers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll I'll never be a hacker.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay. So, why it on me. Today, I'm going to tell you a tale of a small business opening in Boston, mostly documented through Facebook posts and the occasional news report, a story of business, of determination, of delusion, of cat lovers, and of a founder that, in my humble opinion, is like a low-key cross between Amy's Baking Company and Elizabeth Holmes.
1: As soon as you started speaking... I was like, Amy's Baking Company. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is kind of where we're at, but much more low-key. So lower your expectations. It is not as exciting as Amy's okay. Baking Company in a way. Absolutely
1: disregard all of that hype. In other
0: ways, more exciting than Amy's Baking Company because there's more. we know more about it.
1: Okay, yeah. Deep dive. Yeah. Press the brews. Yeah.
0: So this yes. is the per Cat Cafe. All right, I'm in. Not that I think this story would require it, but I just want to make clear from the outset, this is our controversial stance No cyberbullying. Please don't track these people down and bully any of them. Because they still exist. There's still people out in the world. Uh, This isn't from 20 years ago. This is only from six or seven years ago. So there is a trigger warning with mentions of cat death and suicide. Oh, uh,
1: okay. I'm in. Not
0: hugely, but I just feel like I should warn people that that does get mentioned, um, and I need to do a big shout out to Michelle, a person who took and compiled screenshots of all of this in an imager album. And there's an excellent episode of Down Down the Rabbit Hole, a video about this. There's also Reddit and a bunch of other places that I look stuff up, but they were the main ones that have really gone in on this and where I got a lot of my information. Awesome. Okay, there's so many little twists and turns in the story that when I wrote out a full timeline, including screenshots. It was one billion pages long, so I've had to summarize, leave out a lot of minor stuff. Uh, I'm going to quote sections of posts. I'm not going to read out entire posts because they're often quite long. So I'll leave out a lot of fluff and a lot of repeated stuff, and try, but still trying to keep it like unbiased. Straight to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so our tale begins in December 2016. Oh well. Wow. When zoning... so long ago. <laughs> when zoning approval was given for a cafe that will be home to around 25 adoptable cats. And due to health codes in the area, the cafe won't actually make any food or drink on site, but they will serve snacks courtesy of local restaurant partner and seat around 40 people. Okay. So an article announcing this and interviewing the founder mentions a slated opening for early 2017. It also says it will be $15 per hour and people can reserve spots now.
1: I'm so excited,
0: <laughs> so this was really early in I think cat cafes starting to pop up outside of Japan, yep, and like animal cafes in general, Because um, I know you can get all different kinds. I've not actually been to Japan, but I know you can get all different kinds of animal cafes, like the hedgehog cafes. cafe
1: yeah. that, that I went to the owl cafe and it was kind of sad, oh really, yeah, I felt bad,. Oh. Quick, uh, abort, abort, let's not talk okay, about that's it.
0: Sad, that's sad. Ah! I'm just rewinding. Um, so, this is early. So, there's a lot of people who aren't really familiar with cat cafes, and there wasn't any in the area, or even I think in Massachusetts at the time. Some fundraising events come and go, Facebook events announcing openings get pushed back and cancelled, and we come around to August, and an Indiegogo campaign has started asking for $40,000. Uh, prominent in the description and accompanying video is the founder Diane Kelly. The campaign is set to a flexible funding goal, which is a function on Indiegogo. So if you don't hit the target, the money is still collected, and the project is still expected to go ahead, and perks are still expected to be rewarded. Um, so unlike Kickstarter, where you have to hit that goal or Got nothing it. happens, like yep. you could go. Well, even if I raise half, I will still be doing the thing but in a lot a lower version.
1: No matter what happens, I'm taking your money. Exactly.
0: All right. So, Familiar. she asks for $40,000 and it closes on $7,201. Oh, considerably less than more than she what she wanted. So, per partners with a local rescue called Boston's Forgotten Felines, which I will keep referring to as BFF. Oh. And that's announced on the campaign and on the website and on the Facebook page and everywhere. And then the partnership between Per and BFF ends. Okay. All right. The Indiegogo backers and people following the development, seeing the partnership kind of disappear, start asking questions and start getting a little concerned. And then around the same time, the drama kicks off with a Facebook public call-out post by the former general manager, coincidentally called Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Kane. Oh, even still. And the post is all about problems she had with Diane Kelly and with the running of her. Okay. So she details in her post that staff have distanced themselves from the business, that she herself is a feline behaviourist, and along with another feline behaviourist gave Diane advice that was ignored. And despite Diane not having any animal care experience, She thought she knew better about the way things should be set up.
1: She loves cats. Mm. She knows.
0: She said that Diane had a certificate of occupancy for the place, but that has nothing to do with actual animal welfare. And uh, there's nothing actually there for the cats. There are no beds, blankets, pillows, hiding places, no cages, hardly any toys, no cat trees, no scratches, nothing. Most of the stuff you see uh, little photos of, where you can see in the store, had been purchased by Kat out of her own pocket or had been donated by local businesses.
1: When you first said it, I'm sort of imagining just a white room full of cats.
0: <laughs>
1: Empty room.
0: Well, there is a photo coming.
1: Ooh,
0: what a treat. So when BFF came to drop off the cats at the cafe, seeing the space that they were supposed to be living in, they refused to leave them there until Per was properly equipped to which Diane apparently told them to fuck off several times. <laughs> also, apparently, this is all according to Kat, of course, um, she also apparently told the state's agricultural department the same thing. Oh,
1: interesting approach to the question of uh, mm. local government liaison.
0: She might not have said that directly to them, but she may oh. have said that to Kat about them. I don't know.
1: The Department of Agriculture can go fuck off.
0: <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something I would say. Um,
1: <laughs> I think I have heard you say that.
0: <laughs> um, so Kat was also offered part ownership in the cafe, but after Diane emailed her about intending to lie about BFF and the reason that the relationship had broken down, she declined the offer and she resigned from the business. She also notes she has documented and can prove all of the above claims. Okay. So, Diane responds using the official per Facebook account, which she does nearly everything that happens after this using the official business page. So, this is 2016 Facebook.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. And look, maybe maybe I'm feeling a little skeptical here and it could be based on past experience because I don't like it when people say, I can prove these claims, but they're not. Mm. Like, when are you gonna? Come on, make with the evidence. But I I don't know. Maybe so this, this stage, could be prejudicial on my part.
0: She's just detailed all these problems and said that she has resigned. Yeah, all right. So Diane responds using the official account, saying that she will continue her mission to help cats without being told what to do and feline care is top of her list. And this is I'm quoting her directly from the post now. Maybe I should use a special voice when I'm quoting people. <laughs> So sick of the cat fights, Boston. I am learning that people in the cat world truly might be crazy. I'm starting to understand why people call females crazy cat ladies. Oh, come on. People that work in the cat field are crazy cat people. I am a cat enthusiast and a very smart businesswoman. So, Boston, <laughs> if you like cats, you will know where to find me. Fi- You'll know where to find them in Boston shortly. If you want to listen to some women rant and rave about crap, you should contact Oh, my Kat. God.
1: If you want to listen to women rant and rave about crap, listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this post really pisses off the customer base, who are all cat people.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Um,
0: Diane also calls one of the potential customers, unhappy at being called crazy, a bitch. <laughs> Spurred on by Diane's response, Cat starts producing the receipts.
1: Oh, finally.
0: Including a photo of the room where the cats were meant to live. Ooh, yes. I can't wait. She says, this photo was taken the day Per got its first three cats and Diane told BFF that the space was all set and they walked in and this is what they saw and they were appalled. So let me make this big on the screen.
1: Exactly as I'd imagined. (laughs) Polished concrete. One of those interesting ceilings where all of the innards of the building are all painted black. Mm. It'd be a very nice gallery space. Yes. But there's nothing there. (laughs)
0: Like, there's not even windows. It
1: looks like it's somebody... (laughs) This a jacket thrown in the corner. It's <laughs> like one cage.
0: It's quite a large space, too. It's
1: maybe a hamper and an archive box down the end. It's not where I'd want to be if I was a cat.
0: No, it's not where I'd want that's... to be if I was a human. Yeah, give me a beanbag. Uh, there is one cage. There's one big pet cage there. But other than that, oh, maybe that's a litter tray and a cat cage.
1: Okay, I'm just blind.
0: That's all there is. So... When asked about how this space was supposed to work, Kat replied, her current plan is to have two sets of cats that rotate out from the top floor of the cafe to the basement. The intent was to give them a break from people, but this is what the basement looked like and still doesn't look much better. So cats would be locked in the basement with nothing on cold, hard floors. Um, Jay, the head of BFF, chimes in and confirms Kat's info and adds a few details. She was angry that BFF wouldn't leave 20 cats in that condition and had no intention of adding anything else to the basement for their comfort. She refused to furnish the basement up to law codes or even the cat's comfort.
1: Why does this person want to have a cat cafe if they hate cats so
0: much? Apparently they want to they want to rescue them. They want to rescue all the cats. So a few days later, lots of questions are popping up. People were really concerned. So Per did a post, a big long post, that didn't actually answer any of those questions. And she listed... In the voice of one of her cats, her cat, Gussie. So she she starts out saying, this is Gussie. She listed the vision statement, the mission statement, and the oath of the business. And she later deleted the post, (laughs) which would be pretty common with a lot of these posts. In response to one of the many negative comments, she invites a potential customer to call her for answers, then complains about the time this would take when she should be working on Purr. Cat prompts her to answer these worried supporters' questions and she retorts that, okay, Cat should line up an interview with the media for her to do so. And Cat's like, okay, luckily we're here on social media. <laughs> you can answer them here. It's social,
1: it, it's media, <sighs> social media.
0: During all this, the Indiegogo campaign and website aren't updated and continue to list BFF as the cat's partner. That's, this goes on for a long time. Uh, at this point, there has apparently been three general managers of the store and that have quit. S, A, and now K, Cat, um, And we know about the other two because they were quoted in previous news articles and listed as the general managers. So then next, Diane sets up an AMA thread on a website and Ask Me Anything thread <laughs> um, for people to quiz her. But... <laughs> She locks the comments.
1: AMA, this week, notorious animal abuser from local community.
0: (laughs) So she's like, ask me anything about how purr's going to work. And then she locks the comments so people can't actually ask her anything. (laughs) Genius. (laughs) So a new post uh, written in the voice of her cat.
1: I can't take this anymore. This person is too rage. We have barely started.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh. So, another post written by Gussie, but also saying that it's <sighs> Diane, pops up and. It has all the postmarks of her posting style.
1: Oh my god! It's not so the cat's not writing it.
0: Well, she says hi. This is Gussie, and then she says, "I am Diane." <laughs> <laughs> so the the hallmark. So the post is complaining about one star reviews being left when they haven't actually opened yet. <laughs>
1: take the hint
0: i'll read out some of it okay meow boston crazy human here h-o-o-m-a-n okay good um who just happens to be diane kelly founder (laughs) of per cat cafe
1: (laughs) (laughs) a human a human person Who just happens to be, <laughs> be Diane Kelly?
0: She always says, whenever she says her name, she always adds founder of Per Cat Cafe afterwards. <laughs> Every time.
1: Well, actually, that's uh, <laughs> that's how I refer to myself. Brian Butts, co founder of Online Mole Patrol. <laughs> um,
0: she also often speaks in the voice of a cat. Like she says, Hi, I'm this cat at the start of posts. Uh-huh. And she not always, but often ends her posts with the line, meow, meow, pur." Uh, she uses a lot of cat <sighs> stock photos, I guess because she doesn't actually have any cats. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Google me a picture of a cat. <laughs> uh, she has some personal pet cats, and that does, during all of this, she gets more of those. <sighs> but there are no, like, rescue cats. And when replying to comments, she always addresses the person. Like, say, if Joan comments, she replies, Dear Joan, and then she will drop Joan's name a bunch of times through her reply. So she has a very distinctive posting style. A new post comes up um, saying that she's partnered with a new rescue, but then doesn't name it and also never then comes back to mention this rescue again. Oh, it's a lie. But she says they rescued a cat. (laughs) <laughs> we rescued one cat. <laughs> Diane Kelly here, the founder of Purr. We rescued another cat today, <sighs> Polka Dots. Meow, meow, purr. Polka Dots will be at Purr and available for adoption. Meow, meow, purr. now here is a photo. Little very, cute. very cute cat. Yeah, very cute little kitten. Um, gray. Adolescent
1: cat, gray. Yeah. Handsome. Cute. Paws.
0: Okay. Ears. So that's Polka Dots. Don't know why it's called Polka Dots. it's it's, it's not spotted. Yeah, not at all. Uh, but very quickly in the comments underneath, someone reverse image searches the photo ah! and finds that Polka Dots was a kitten in 2011 at a shelter in Arizona. You faked this cat. Oh, man. So a new post apologizing, acknowledging past mistakes, some hopes for the future, very calmly written, none of those hallmarks of Diane are there. Clearly a new PR person has stepped it's taken the reins. Yes. But Diane still clearly has posting powers and replies to comments underneath, promising photos of the updated basement. But (laughs) no photos actually appear. No photo forthcoming. So then late September, an escalation. Good evening, Boston. Kingpin Gussie here, the very proud cat adopted by Diane Kelly. There is a tremendous amount of people in this world that would rather focus on hate that has been very obvious on my Facebook. Apparently, Boston's Forgotten Felines would rather focus on hate rather than the truth, so I will focus on the truth, Boston. Boston's Forgotten Felines was not a registered shelter in the state of Massachusetts. The director of all of Shelter and Rescue phoned me to notify me that Boston's Forgotten Felines was not registered in the state of Massachusetts. I communicated this to the director of BFF. Two months later, BFF was still not registered with the state of Massachusetts. Consequently, I made a sound business decision not to partner with BFF. I have said, and I stand by my word, that BFF does amazing TNR and rescue as well as rescue cats. I think TNR is like tag and release. Release? Yeah. All right. But they are not dependable to be a business partner with PER. Would you partner your business with a rescue group that was not registered in the state of Massachusetts? And then we have a a lovely- Starts a
1: Facebook poll. Would you partner- and With then, an unregistered rescue in a Massachusetts. Pho- a photo
0: of Gussie underneath here. And Gussie looks like your cat. Yeah, me. Gussie does look like my cat. Yeah. So Gussie is apparently the reason she wanted to start a cat cafe because Gussie was so s- significant in her life. Uh, okay. All right. <sighs> so someone in the comments under this, like within an hour, links to a government website showing that BFF is a registered shelter <laughs> in the state of Massachusetts and then says, oh. Slander is a bad look for you.
1: Ooh.
0: A lot of people are like, oh, you should really delete this. This is, like, oh legally gosh. bad. So there's a huge backlash. Um, a lot of BFF supporters in the area. It was obviously a very well-respected rescue in Boston. Oh, man. Then there's another post from Gussie, this time <laughs> this time threatening to sue the cafe's harassers.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. Look, the problem that I have with this is that... And I love cats, but cats are not legal people. So I don't really think that a cat would have standing to commence proceedings against a a corporation or a natural human.
0: This is too much in your wheelhouse. (laughs) 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 The legal standing of cats. Like, I think the way it's described is she's like that it's Gussie. She's posting using Gussie's voice and she says that, Gussie has been documenting all the hate oh, and will be consulting with Mother's attorney tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. So, meow, meow, meow purr. purr. <sighs> Next post, another escalation.
1: As purr, my last email. As purr, my last email. Purr. Purr, purr. My last email.
0: <laughs> purr is a collective team. Our goal to save abandoned cats and find them forever homes. However... Oh, one thing, thank God, is she never writes for like fur ever homes, F-U-R. Oh. She doesn't do that, oh, so I will right. give her that. She writes forever with an O. Uh, our goal is to save abandoned cats and find them forever homes. However, per is also an organization that will fight against individuals that try to deface per cat cafe. We have a solid mission, Boston. Our mission is to save abandoned cats and so much more. Meow, meow, per.
1: And so much more. Also, we sell socks. <laughs>
0: So then she posts underneath this photo.
1: Lovely looking people standing in front of a rotunda, maybe down at the park. I've got a banner for Per Cat Cafe. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody's holding a cat.
0: How many people would you say, roughly?
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I'm not very good at estimating.
0: So roughly thirteen. Roughly you thirteen. You counted exactly thirteen. I think. <laughs>
1: um... But I mean, you're all the way over there.
0: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm holding up the computer across the table from you. Uh, so just to cl- the underneath, cat response. Cat comes back. Our, our Gussie? General manager Oh cat with a K. Cat. Just to clarify, this photo is from First Cat A Day at Boston Common on August sixth. Half of the individuals in this photo were not part of the Purr team, only people we spoke to and pulled into the photo with us. In regards to the team, to my knowledge, at least two individuals are no longer associated with Purr, and I'm the short girl in black pants standing behind Diane. Not sure what the purpose of posting this image was, but I don't want to be associated with this business any further. Please remove my photo. (laughs) And the official PER Facebook page responds, Dear Cat, just to be clear, you did participate at First Cat a Day to represent PER, did you or not?
1: Oh, oh, well, you got me there.
0: (laughs) Additionally... I know that you enjoy having several different sexual partners.
1: <laughs> wow. You shared uh, with me. What, what, like, uh, ever? <laughs> uh, please, tell me more. I
0: love that you just can't even
1: speak. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Additionally, I know that you enjoy having several different sexual partners. You shared that with me, and I have no interest at all having a woman that works for me that has several different sexual partners. <laughs> Sharing with me that you have several different sexual partners <laughs> is inappropriate. Oh man. So Kat replies to that. Oh. We had a conversation about how you'd be meeting my boyfriend, not my sex life in any aspect. For anyone confused, I am openly polyamorous, meaning I have two boyfriends. <laughs> I never spoke about anything sexual. You are out of control, Diane.
1: <laughs> My personal <laughs> life
0: has nothing to do with your business.
1: So, I'm pretty, pretty measured, pretty, pretty classy. Yeah, <laughs> fine. Fuck. Yeah, top shelf.
0: All right. So after slut shaming cat,
1: cat. <laughs> oh, also, can I just say? <laughs> yeah. Two. Two is not, not several. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Two is multiple. Two is more than one. It's more than one. Um, So after that, Kat's gloves are off. Her little little porn (laughs) hand. She's like, fuck this. I have a screen. She doesn't say fuck this. She says, she might have. Here's a screen cap of the basement cam on September 4th. I no longer have access to these cameras, otherwise, I'd be happy to share with y'all how it looks now. Y'all. Y'all. I mean, I resigned on August 18th, so this September 4th is like, what? few weeks later maybe a little over a week after the concerns about the basement were raised and this is how it was several weeks after that this is how it continued to look for weeks after that i'm done playing nice and here is the photo of the updated basement
1: oh i'll put my glasses back on i was laughing too much i I really like how she's put out she's put out some pallets
0: (laughs) for them it's one tunnel it's cat tunnel i'll see if i can zoom in okay so we've got some wooden pallets there's maybe now one, two, three, four. There's like six or seven cat cages or pet cages now around the room. There's one little tiny cat tree. There's a tunnel, like a little basket. There's nothing. There's not a whole lot. No, there's just some random shit thrown around. It's there's no really like carpeting. quite a
1: large room. Put a towel down. There's even. not even a towel. Not even a towel.
0: It's still like mostly like just polished concrete floor.
1: I mean it's a lovely polished concrete floor. I'll give it that. It
0: has been polished. But I'm not
1: I'm not sure that the cats are really into that.
0: No. Um and then Kat adds If you think the way she behaves on Facebook is any different than the way she treats her employees and partners, please check out this little snippet of how I have to constantly tell her to act like a professional adult. Context She fired and rehired and fired and rehired the general managers before me. (sighs) So I figured it was my turn. So this is an email chain. The subject line is, I don't think you need to work at Purr. Kathleen, it just so happens that we have no cats at Purr. Therefore, I see no need for you to work at Purr. There is no reason to have any staff at Purr. We have no cats. Diane Kelly.
1: <laughs> yes, we have no bananas.
0: <laughs> we have no cats today. Um, hmm. So then... Cat responding, Diane, okay, I'm assuming you're firing me right now, so I'll pick up my last check on Monday. Have a good night, Cat. Cat, no, I was being facetious. We have no cats, Kathleen. We are opening a cat cafe. There is a bit of a disconnect here. If you no longer want to work at Perth, then please let me know. Thank you,
1: Diane. Oh, oh God.
0: <laughs> so that was sent at midnight. The first one, 8 11, second one, closer to midnight. So then the cat writes out a really long, detailed response. I'm not going to read out the whole thing. A couple of lines of note. I am trying to be professional, but it's difficult when it's not being reciprocated. I'm being called names. I am unsure if I have a job in the middle of the night and you lose your temper with me on the phone when I express my professional opinions. I am a nearly 30-year-old, highly qualified, feline behaviourist, with all the managerial experience you need in a general manager and more. I have all the expertise you need for Per to run smoothly. I take initiative on projects. I'm professional and efficient. I have the ability to learn new skills and information quickly. I'm not a 17-year-old with no experience who is working part-time because they want to pet cats. I I want to be treated the way a professional should be treated. I don't think that is too much to ask. I will be at Per on Monday. Whether that is to work or to pick up my last check is up to you. Uh, she lists a few more things and then says, if you cannot agree to this or you no longer want me to work at per, please let me know during daylight hours and we will go our separate ways. And that is looking at the date, the day before she left. So okay. that was her resignation, basically. The line, we have no cats, Kathleen, <laughs> becomes a common refrain <laughs> amongst the people who are just straight oh, up man. trolling Facebook by this point. People are just stoking the fire. And there are a lot of people who are asking legitimate, important, practical questions. But then there are a lot of people who are just like, if I poke this bear, it explodes and it's really fun.
1: I, yeah. I mean, if you poke a bear and it explodes, that would, that would be pretty <laughs> entertaining.
0: Anyway, there are people who are trolling. But the we have no cats, Kathleen, becomes a common comment under all the things that she posts. And then we have another email chain screenshotted by Kat clearly showing Diane tell her to let BFF know that they won't be working with them. So after a whole bunch of statements about BFF being the ones to break off the deal and BFF being the ones to walk away, Ooh. this is evidence that it was Diane. Spicy. She also, in this email, calls Kat arrogant. So that's what she was oh. referring to. After this, the Per Facebook page is deleted. Ooh. It comes back a few days later with a bunch of posts and comments removed. In the meantime, she emails Kat, letting her know that she can collect the items that she paid for to furnish the place, since they have her belongings.
1: Come and get your cat Tunnel.
0: Yeah. Also, that she would be suing her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come and pick up your (laughs) leftover curry that you left in the fridge and um, your ruler is on the bench and um, I'm going to sue you.
0: (laughs) So it's like, uh, dear Kathleen... You are more than welcome to get back your belongings. They are yours. Please take them. I will also be suing you for defacing Per Cat Cafe.
1: Um, I I think she, I, I let it slide last time.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I think she means defame. Def- she
1: means defame.
0: Yeah, but she keeps. I saying don't want to.
1: I don't want to give her a hard time no. about it.
0: There is some communicate like some ways that she. Uh, it some seems wording that she uses that are just a bit off.
1: Oh, it seems reasonably clear to me that she doesn't understand the extent to which she's embarrassing herself.
0: Yeah, I think she... And th- I love it. I think she's using more official, more serious sounding wording, but she's using them wrongly.
1: I want to know what she was doing before. Mm. Is she an accountant?
0: Um, Did she, she work down the
1: newspaper?
0: Something completely different, I think.
1: PE teacher.
0: Uh, she was a dog groomer at some point, so okay, that's all right. yeah, actually a little all bit right. of animal So care. she t- she
1: touched an animal once. Uh,
0: I will be suing you, Kathleen, for defacing Purr <laughs> Cat Cafe. You posted a picture of an empty basement at Purr, which was a complete lie. You posted several other things to Purr's Facebook page that were untruthful. Do you feel it is okay to abuse someone for something they did not do? Apparently you do. Be prepared to stand up in court and tell the world how you lie. The truth is going to come out. So in response to her posting that screenshot, uh, A, who was one of the other GMs before yes. Kat, responds and like backs a lot of this up and says, she isn't going to bring you to court. I would surprise if she does. She threatened to bring me to court once and it never happened. Um, <laughs> also, she offered me a percentage of ownership in the business too. However, when push came to shove, um, she didn't follow through. I told her I wanted to meet with a lawyer to make sure everything official for the partnership before her opened, but she kept dodging contracts and the right people. She also details how how Diane fired and rehired her and that she fired her for doing dog walking as a side job, saying it was a conflict of interest. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You can't work with dogs while you work with cats. Ah. You look like you're in pain. Oh, I
1: am. I am.
0: <laughs> she also fired her for taking up work as an Uber driver on the side. She wasn't actually paying a to work because they didn't have enough money at that point. So she wanted her to work full time for the cafe and not do any work where she had income coming in. And she, <laughs> she fired her for it. And I have
1: very little understanding of employment law, but... <laughs> I, it's, finding, I'm finding this challenging.
0: It's America. I think it's much easier to fire people in America for, like, nothing. What? <laughs> Firing people? She's not even paying. Yeah. The worst thing that she says is that Diane joked about getting cats from China uh, and also asked her to go to the MSPCA. Cat, to, cats Cats from China? They're you know, like importing cats from China to adopt them out. <laughs> Rather than rescuing them, which was kind of the whole point of the cafe.
1: Uh, oh, God.
0: She also asked A to go to the MSPCA to adopt a bunch of cats to bring to Purr so that they could open, because they still don't have a partnership with a rescue. <laughs> <laughs> and a pattern starts forming.
1: Oh, I've she got tr- no contributions but to groan.
0: So she tries to calm people who are demanding photos of the basement, asking for info about how the cats will be cared for, where are the Indiegogo rewards that you polished, uh, that you promised, uh, are you going to apologize for slut-shaming your former employee? Never! She would make some kind of apology post, but then she lashes out at the people who are responding and then she lashes out again in further posts. Uh, she asks people to come down and see for themselves, but then when they do come down, she <sighs> isn't there. Oh... A photographer also offers their services for free to appease these people, but Diane never takes the photographer up on it. Then an email goes out to the mailing list. It's going to be an open house weekend and it will be live streamed by a volunteer called C. She cancels the open house, um, but then C tracks that back and it goes ahead. Uh So the morning of the first day of the open house where people can finally go and check it all out. She posts in the morning, Good morning, Boston. Purr is looking forward to hosting our open house today and tomorrow. We also wanted to share a video from Kat. And then she links to a YouTube video of her former employee um, modelling and showing off fetish gear for her YouTube channel. Kat is blocked from the Facebook page, so she can't see or reply. She starts off the day of the open
1: house Oh, man.
0: Kink, kink shaming. She's already slut shamed her. Now she's kink shaming her um, to all of these potential customers.
1: She's sexually harassing this person. Yes.
0: So there's a lot of anger uh, in the responses to this about the oh, kink shaming. Oh,
1: man.
0: And she posts again quite quickly. I do not understand how there could be so much negativity, cruelty and slander to a business that is not even open yet. And most importantly, trying to save animals. Is that a bad thing? And then there's... That's
1: (laughs) clearly not the thing. That's not the part that anyone has a problem with.
0: So... People have been asking and keep asking a lot of legitimate questions.
1: Show us the basement.
0: The cats at the opening appear to be her personal cats. Um, she has... <laughs> yeah, because she can't adopt any out legally because she's not she's not signed up with a rescue. Because the rescue has to handle all the legal adoption process. She is not the rescue. She is a facilitator of adoptions.
1: The cat broker.
0: Yeah. So she personally has Gussie, the cat that keeps oh, posting oh on Facebook. Oh, man. And now she seems to have three kittens. Um, And people are asking, have these cats been vaccinated? Have these kittens been vaccinated? And if not, when are they going to get vaccinated? People are coming in to play with them and possibly introduce a whole bunch of bacteria. Um, And also, where is polka dots? Where's that cat that you apparently rescued? Oh, (laughs) no. And that you keep saying is real.
1: Oh, man.
0: So there's a couple of screenshots from the live stream where you can see the basement and see what how the basement's looking now.
1: It's got an extra basket or cat tree. There does seem to be a pile of boxes that I think I would be very much into if I was cat.
0: Mm.
1: It's looking better.
0: Bus? Yeah. It's, there's like a single carpet square on the one
1: one carpet sample. One
0: carpet sample. Um, the same amount of cages, not many more, not really any more toys. A couple mm-hmm. of scratching posts. Um, there's some, is there, there's one extra litter tray. We now have two litter trays.
1: Um, a need of- one per cat plus one more.
0: So there are two well-documented accounts of visiting the open house. All right. And one reports on the vestibule door system, which is something that she's mentioned before. It's supposed to be two doors like an airlock. When a person comes in, the door, first door closes behind them, and then the staff member buzzes them in through the second door. All right. And that's to stop the cats escaping. Yes. So on this day, it's shown that the system is flawed. Um, There is no buzzing to let people out, so people just open the door to let themselves out and then walk through the next one without waiting for the one behind them to close. So it's a clear path for the cats to run through and escape out onto the street. Yes. Also, volunteers are distracted by the cats. so there's no one really buzzing people in. So other guests are just letting people in and out. <laughs> so the whole airlock thing is doesn't
1: actually work. Oh yep. Yeah.
0: There is also a cat flap that's supposed to be a way for the cats to escape from the cafe down into the basement if they want to get away from people, but it's taped shut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh.
0: There's supposed to be a rule about not picking the cats up. It's like chalked onto the wall, but people are just picking the cats up and the staff don't seem to, like, care. Uh, the basement appears to have no ventilation. The air is stagnant, oh, no. and it's supposed to house a large number of cats and all their kitty litter. Ah. Oh. Um, so, a couple of days after the open house, there's another public apology post. Oh, god! Uh, this one is directed at Cat uh, for the kink shaming video, oh, man. I assume. Uh, but Kat's still blocked from the page, so she can't actually see this apology. <laughs> next, next. <laughs> <in> <laughs> Someone the saga. pass it on. Uh, Purr announces it will be hosting an event for a local author who's written a cat-related book. Uh, this backfires when the author's husband sends an abusive DM to someone who'd wrote a negative comment on the Per page. Diane is messaged privately about this interaction, and then when she doesn't respond or do anything after a while, people start publicly asking Diane. What are Purr's thoughts on the fact that DH sent an offensive private message to a follower of Per Cat Cafe that had commented on your page? And there's a few of these and Diane keeps kind of saying, I have nothing to do with this. It's got nothing to do with me. Um, You please talk to him. Whatever. She's just sort of, you know, wipes her hands of that. Uh, Someone posts a screenshot of the message that the author's husband sent. It says, yo, W, did I meet you at an Antifa rally? Let me guess. You live in your mum's basement, have a degree in lesbian dance theory, and an unpaid hey,
1: student Hey, we're won- in a basement right now, and I've got a degree in lesbian dance theory.
0: <laughs> Do you also have an unpaid student loan that will keep you in debt forever?
1: I paid off that student <laughs> loan last year. Yeah,
0: congratulations. Hey, thanks.
1: Really proud. So he- the, the, I, the, I feel like there's something coming through in this, and I can't. You know, I got on Facebook reluctantly mm. In 2006, and here we are in 2016, when presumably people have had an opportunity to be sitting in, in sort of mainstream, the mainstreaming of social media yes. for some a decade, like if, at least five to 10 years. Yeah. And it's like, it's like it hasn't occurred to anybody. That you can take receipts. I I actually think that has – I know that for me, Mm. as a younger adult, it taught me some big lessons about um, integrity and humility and being, you know, being willing to stand by the things that you say and the things that you do because people are going to have receipts.
0: Yeah, that stuff's around forever. Yeah.
1: Here we are (laughs) talking about all of this.
0: I know that they used to, like – scare you into not sending nudes to people because stuff on the internet is around forever. If anything, send
1: more, like, send more. You know when they say the best time to plant a tree Mm. is 20 years ago and the second best time to plant a tree is today? Yeah. And and I feel that there's a similar principle in respect of posting nudes. So the best time to have posted nudes is 10 years ago when all of your shit was, you know... when things were, you know, marginally less abject than they are now.
0: My titties uh, are better now. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I mean, um I you know, I like to tell people um that my body type isn't like, you know, curvy or or whatever. I like to say that my body type is abject and ruinous. <laughs> like a haunted house. <laughs> Thrilling, but spooky.
0: It's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> me two at this haunted house You go around the corner boo sales of jump scares? Yeah exactly jump scares around your board.
1: (laughs) Yeah exactly. You're picking up what I'm putting down. (laughs) Um anyway (laughs) anyway I'm trying I'm trying to understand the motivations of this character and it's still it's baffling to me. I'm baffled. I'm honestly baffled that people could just Mm. Oh, well, no, I'm not. Because people carry on like pork chops when they have no insight.
0: Yeah.
1: And no capacity to reflect.
0: Oh, yeah. And no perspective no on em- their own. No em- empathy. Yeah. yeah. That's true. <sighs>
1: but I can't look away.
0: Yeah, so this guy just... Pressed the bruise. ...randomly messaged someone who'd said something bad about Perth and was like, <laughs> I'm going to insult you... Lesbian ...by calling you theory. a lesbian and saying you're anti <laughs> 2016 a bit ahead of the curve on the anti-antifa well actually no somebody i don't know
1: antifa in a basement lesbian dance theory degree
0: student debt
1: are they single are they (laughs) doing anything on friday
0: (laughs) um so then while people are like diane please disconnect yourself from this guy um a bunch of anti-Semitic posts by the same guy I found on this
1: page. <laughs> so after
0: initially Diane saying she wouldn't comment, she goes on a posting spree with multiple posts saying things like this. Dr. D, I'm just going to call him D. Dr. D, the former army chemical weapons officer and the commander of the Gulf War, also the mission commander of the like I don't know how to say Falaka Islands is trying to support the Pur Cat Cafe. Dr. D has fought for your life, your friends' lives, your neighbors' lives, people you do not even know's lives. He still continues to fight for individuals as a doctor. Dr. D continues to work at creating medical technology to save people's lives. I will not accept you being negative towards a brilliant, strong, courageous man that's fought for your life. Meow, meow, pur. What the And then a stock photo of the American flag.
1: Oh my god.
0: Gussie here, the kingpin of Purl.
1: Rock flag and eagle.
0: It seems like no one in Boston has respect for the mission commander that fought to save your life. Well I have respect for Dr. D. So uh... underneath these posts, Dr. D is there, and he is abusing other commenters who are like, This guy's an anti-Semite. Wow. This is a the big night of posting. <laughs> So shortly after, the event with the author is cancelled, along with an apology for Dr. D's comments.
1: Do you remember when Tila Tequila oh. had a brain injury and dressed up in like a sexy Nazi uniform? and got? So did,
0: did she actually have a brain injury? Or is that just an assumption?
1: <sighs> no, she actually had a brain injury. Mm. I'm pretty sure that was before the anti-Semitism.
0: She's a big conspiracy nut. Now. let's
1: do a Teela tequila episode oh yeah i'll do you a tequila tequila episode yeah i'm pretty
0: behind on where she's at
1: yeah
0: um okay so in october she goes in on cat again boston she's
1: obsessed with cat i think she's in love with cat
0: <laughs> why are you so obsessed with me
1: cat's like sorry i'm polysaturated <laughs>
0: poly
1: saturated. No, when you're polysaturated, saturated it, Oh, you, you, you've you, reached your
0: saturation yeah, point? Yeah,
1: your dance card's full.
0: Oh, I haven't heard that one before. Oh, sorry about it. Boston, if you had an employee that worked for you for five weeks and told you about their sexual preferences, would you find that appropriate? Kathleen felt it was appropriate to tell me about her sexual preferences in less than five weeks that she worked for me. I did not care, care to hear about Kathleen's sexual preferences. And then we have a stock photo a sign that says respect ethics honesty integrity
1: how many people have a picture of like a wedding photo up in their workspace
0: oh shit tons
1: broadcasting their sexual preference
0: yeah that's true yeah. i mean i guess we're making some assumptions that they're monogamous and so on but yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, i mean yeah yeah um, anyway <laughs> <laughs> respect integrity honesty ethics
0: ethics so, All right. another former employee comments on a post um, that she'd posted that said something about the LGBTQ community, although she calls it the LGTB.
1: Okay, fine.
0: <laughs> lesbian gay tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had lesbian gay tuberculosis <laughs> once. What did you do for that?
1: I turned the meds. Oh, okay. Easy. You know, I just went down the clinic. <laughs>
0: Um, And she says, Diane, do you remember when I did social media for your Twitter and Instagram, which incidentally never had any issues for several months over the summer? Do you remember how you routinely told me there wasn't money in the budget to pay me with, but proceeded to hire another social media company and explicitly tell me how much you were paying them? Or when the first incidents went down on the Facebook page and I wrote up a formal apology, which you then decided not to use and I was in no way compensated for? Well, guess what? I was a lesbian the whole time. Ah, <laughs> <right>. take that. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lesbian during every single post I made. Word of advice: when attempting to open a business entirely about cats, maybe don't ostracize the LGBTQ plus community. Last I heard, most straight people have never even heard of cats.
1: <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to take it in that direction earlier, but I'm just thinking about like the you know the Venn diagram of overlap <laughs> between um, uh queers, uh, kinksters, and uh, people. the people who are polyamorous and cat lovers. So we've had a bad so run. Oh, wow. A <laughs> wild um, ride.
0: Okay. So at this point, C, a volunteer who had previously been writing some of the posts and occasionally writing apologies and explanations for some of the things, bows out. Hello, this is C. I thought I could do something to help the cats and people out here once... But as of last night, that doesn't appear to be happening. Therefore, I will no longer be involved with this company unless there is some significant change. Thank you for your support in trying to make this work and good luck in continuing it. So C actually hung around for quite a while. C had been the one who live streamed the open house. Oh, That post gets deleted and the whole page goes down again. A customer who had taken up one of, one of Diane's many calls for people to come and inspect the cafe personally does actually get to do so. And then they write up a list of their concerns and also, like, answering a lot of the questions that people had that Diane had just never actually answered. Yeah. She also takes a bunch of photos. Um, so we do get a bunch of practical answers to a lot of the questions. Now, let me find the note. It was a Facebook note. Do you remember Facebook notes?
1: Uh, of course I remember Facebook notes. Wasn't I telling you about all of my Facebook notes the other day?
0: Oh, were they did they have poetry in them or something? Uh,
1: yeah, like all of my haikus. Oh. Um. I also wrote a short essay about um, chucking a sickie, Australia's greatest tradition. <laughs> um, I had, uh, from a period of time where I worked in a call centre, I had a lengthy list of all of the mispronunciations of my Christian name that callers said back to me.
0: Oh, right. What was your favourite?
1: Um, Bunny.
0: Bunny. Um, hi, everyone. I'm a local cat owner and lover.
1: And what, it, what was the difference? What's the difference between a Facebook post and a Facebook note?
0: I think the posts kind of go into timelines that then are sort of pushed down by new posts, whereas the notes are just always... Well, they were when that was... A Actually, it's it's quite right
1: that the, the notes are archived. I guess they're kind elsewhere. of like pinned
0: posts.
1: Yeah, and look, that search function on your own profile has only really come in in the last year and I've been wanting it for some time.
0: Oh, you can search your own You can search shit your, now.
1: you can search other people. I'm pretty sure you can search other people's posts. You can certainly search like your within own in the posts. Um
0: I'm not on Facebook as much anymore. I'm trying to be as Less reliant.
1: I'm absolutely on Facebook all the time. I refuse <laughs> to learn any new platforms. I have an Instagram that I never post to. I
0: know, it drives me crazy. Um
1: I will not be persuaded to I post good Instagram have a content. tweeter. Okay, <laughs> so you're on you're on your facey B. Yeah. You got your three dots over to the right. Yeah. Jump in there. Search profile. Um, what are we gonna search? Um
0: Um All right, so here's the Facebook <laughs>
1: October 11, 2017. The client thought my name was Blimey. (laughs) (laughs) And I posted a picture.
0: Blimey butts.
1: (laughs) I posted a picture of um, when uh, Mr. Burns is taking pictures for his casino and somebody's come in and pitched the casino Britannia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right.
1: All of the waitresses fresh from the British (laughs) Isles.
0: Okay, let's read anyway. this fucking <laughs> note. I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just read out some bits. Ah. So she makes clear um, that she wanted to get a first-hand look at the facilities, ask some questions, check on the welfare of the cats, etc. So first impressions: uh, there are no discernible hiding places for shy cats in the cafe itself.
1: Protect the shy cats.
0: Um, well, we know what happens when shy cats get—they get aggressive. If they feel like they've got nowhere to get away from people, Ooh. <laughs> um, she talks about the double door system. She says there's some signs, a handwritten sign stuck on the doors that are like, "Make sure outer door is closed before you open the next one." So that's how she solved the problem. she's stuck a handwritten sign on the door. Yeah, good one. Um.
1: We've seen how effective that is in the office kitchenette in terms of people doing their (laughs) own dishes. I'm not
0: your mother. Close the door before you open the next door. Were you raised in a barn? (laughs) Do you sprinkle when you tinkle the doorbell? (laughs) Sorry. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Uh, So I asked her when the vestibule would be functioning properly and she said there is a buzzer at the front desk that an employee could use to allow people in. However, she said it is harder to control when people go out. So that was the same previous problem. Um, Diane asked me if I followed her on social media and I said that I had seen some of the votes and she admitted that she had not handled Per's social media very well and that Per was being hammered online. She said she'd taken the page down for the time being and enlisted a new volunteer to manage the social media.
1: Do you think the issue is one of impulse control?
0: I think so. I think she cannot stop herself from replying to negativity. Anyone who is... Um, criticizing what she I doing. I
1: remember being there. I remember being a younger person and being there, and it really only took me embarrassing myself.
0: A couple times.
1: You know, 11 to 13 times.
0: <laughs> okay, more than a couple. <laughs> Before you're like, oh. you have to know when to walk away. She can't, she can't walk away. Even maybe, if-
1: maybe it's something about you, because in the photos you get the impression of her being, you know, maybe a woman in her 40s or yeah. maybe even older. And maybe she's just not – maybe she's not somebody who's spent that much time engaging with social media in any kind of particularly earnest way, such that she's had an opportunity to learn those lessons in a low-stakes kind of way.
0: I think that's something that also growing up online is you – Get a sort of social media literacy where there's a bunch of stuff that might not be explicitly ever. Because I think there's, out. there's
1: like processes of norming, yeah. like social norming, and it's it's not the same that the rules for interacting online are the same as the rules for interacting in meat space.
0: Mm.
1: Like I think there's a there's a sort of separate set of norms, yeah, maybe for no other reason but you know as a function of the different meat medium through yeah. which you're communicating
0: and the way each platform works. <sighs> but yeah, um. So, the basement. She has taken some photos of the basement. There's a wide open expanse with scattered cat beds, toys, and a half a dozen empty cages. She mentions the picture of the basement that had caused concern on social media, but from her point of view, is better than outside. But oh. she also said she also said she was working on improvements, such as getting a large rug for the center of the floor um, while it was about 75 degrees outside. You
1: don't work on getting a rug. You just get one.
0: I don't think she's got money i think that's the problem
1: get on gummy
0: um and she still hasn't opened so she's not making any money yet
1: how are you gonna make money adopting out cats oh i'd say all of this i'd live around the corner from a cat cafe that seems very sweet
0: have you ever been there
1: oh i sure haven't
0: yeah there's one not sounds too me.
1: much like a new thing
0: anyway she notes that it's quite cold in the basement and that diane had said that it's not heated She had considered space heated, but admitted the cats might knock them over, which, yes, that could be pretty dangerous. Um, So her current plan is to mount heating devices along the walls angled downward. When I asked about ventilation, she said there was a HEPA filter. I did not see any windows or vent openings in the basement. The ceiling consists of low-hanging metal beams. Um, She said she plans to put plywood along, across, perpendicular to the beams, so the cats could have somewhere to climb. Uh, this plan concerns me as there's a lot of electrical wires in
1: the <laughs> I mean, it sounds fun though.
0: She's also concerned that the cats would have open access to any soaps, detergents, chemicals that are in the laundry wash area. <sighs> um, She still plans, or she said at this point, that she plans to open per in two weeks and that she will have eight cats at that time. I am unclear where these other cats will be coming from but they will be resigning at her. However, they will not be available for adoption until a partnership with a rescue is solidified. She emphasised that she is not a registered cat rescue and that she is merely facilitating a way for people to meet cats and would then refer any interested parties to the rescue to pursue adoption. I asked her if she was partnering with a vet as well to help spay, to the kittens and ensure overall health of the cats and she said she was in discussions with a woman in Medford. Okay, Diane hopes to hold events at Purr. She pointed at a cat colouring book at the front desk and also mentioned speed dating. She will be... (laughs) uh, Purr will not be serving any food in-house, but will be partnering with, and she names a couple of local restaurants here that will deliver. I asked her what she had left to accomplish in the next two weeks before opening. She said she needs to hire staff. She said she currently has no staff. Uh, She needs to create an online reservation system and develop a pricing scheme and obtain the proper certification from the Department of Agriculture. So she still doesn't have the right...
1: Easy mode, two weeks, ready. no problem.
0: Um, so this lady says, I have some major reservations about her as it currently stands. Okay, so she also lists some positives and some practical answers and solutions. Like, it's not all negative. But in response, Diane messages this person a DM, calls them a scumbag, and then add some fat-shaming sprinkled on top. Oh,
1: that's our favourite. She
0: says to keep on eating those donuts.
1: Oh, wow. Well. Charming.
0: <sighs> so, November 1st. Per is having a soft opening. Oh. It'll be $10 per person for an hour. And people in the replies, but we have no cats, Kathleen! <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Do they have any cats?
0: Uh, well, she's got her own cats. Um, So it appears... Diane has managed to acquire more cats for herself. The cats at the opening will be her own and not adoptable because there isn't a rescue, etc. She hires a PR consultant and he gets her to push back the date of the soft open a bit. And in the meantime, he works on quelling a lot of the unrest. Isn't
1: it interesting, right? She ends up having to spend this money on a PR consultant because she just can't stop. stop.
0: Um, and one of the, the things that the PR consultant says if you don't do this, I will not work for you, is she is not to post on social media
1: anymore. <laughs> she is
0: resigning from the social media, and that will be entirely within his control. And that's been the thing with the previous ones, is that they've been posting, but she's been posting at the same time. So he collects a whole <laughs> bunch of questions that people have sent through, also asks for new questions, and says he'll be doing a QA and a with her, and he will post all the answers to all the questions before the soft opening. So he does that and he posts the Q&A up in a Google Doc and it's really long but we've picked out a few interesting questions and responses here Uh, there is a this is the question, did you need a new drink?
1: I just want to crack it open and do it right in the microphone
0: (laughs) crack a titty (laughs) okay anyway, back to it Yes. I hope this isn't too long but there's just so much and we're heading towards the finish line now I feel like it's the length and the amount of stuff that happens before the cafe actually opens that really adds to the charm of this story.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's such a red flag. <laughs> so within the Q&A... Do you know anyone like this? Uh, like in your life? Um, they'd, they'd have to be an acquaintance or like a friend of a friend, right? This is the kind of person that you have to keep at arm's length.
0: Um, I mean, I know people on a similar like have have difficulty perceiving how they're received by the <gasps> outside world.
1: oh my God, this is like my <laughs> this is contrapoints cringe. I haven't watched the whole video, but yeah, yeah, no, that's the whole topic that yes. that that the cringe well the there's a few parts that she goes into and some layers, but she's talking about how one circumstance in which cringe arises is when like the subject um seems to be entirely disconnected from the experience of like the viewers yes. experience of them exactly exactly
0: cringe so this is i mean this is what we're doing we're doing oh, yeah cringe content yeah this particular story.
1: I, d- I don't think that i realized up to now like this moment that that's what we were doing but now that i know i'm totally on board i'm all about it um I feel like um, the ContraPoints, and again, I haven't watched the whole of ContraPoints thing, um, but I think it raises some questions about the ethics of people's engagement with cringe content. And
0: 100%.
1: I know that like, um, if we have to decide who's a good cop and who's a bad cop in the scenario, you're obviously the good cop and I'm the bad cop. <laughs> so I feel like if I start raising ethical questions about... The path we're
0: traveling—we're
1: mm. really—I should just stop doing that. Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, I think by pointing out, I don't want people to bully this person, and uh, <laughs> you think you can get yourself I, off the hook? <laughs> I think I have uh, put a waiver at the start of this.
1: Ah,
0: uh, um, I don't you
1: know, sweet summer child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm the bully. (laughs) Mm Oh, well.
1: It's all about plausible deniability. It's all about... Look, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Mm. Um, It's all about performing your ethics. Okay, okay, okay. It's like living in a share house.
0: Okay.
1: When you live in the share house, um, everybody has to do work within the share house, right? You know, somebody's got to be cleaning the kitchen, somebody's got to be mopping the floor. How do you break up those chores? Does everybody take a turn mopping the floor, cleaning the kitchen, or do you have, you know, you organize that stuff. But one of the rules is that, one of my rules is that if you want for things to go well, you need to engage in that labor in view of other people. Otherwise, it never happened. So True. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Or be, because you could be cleaning constantly when nobody's around, but they won't realise that you are. And so you're lazy from their perspective. So, yes. yeah.
0: Unless they've actually seen you do the work or seen them before. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, I
1: don't know. Um, so, I've been thinking about this in terms of like performing ethics recently. So, if I'm just a horrible Abject person at home and not on the internet and in front of people who seem to like me anyway, mm. and they don't tell on me. Then I can perform ethics out in public space, yeah, or in like semi public space, like online, and people still think that I'm a good person. Or I can construct my role within a conflict. I can like construct an ethical pu- position manipulatively and kind of passive-aggressively so that the other person has no recourse against me. Yes. Anyway, this is just a really long way for me to say that I know what you're doing, Heather.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, okay, we're getting really off topic here. But, like, there's also an issue with if you are only doing your ethics performatively, then it's non-ethical.
1: Is it? What if you're making perfect ethical choices?
0: I think it's impossible to make perfect ethical choices. But what if
1: you were? Um, But in order to hurt the other person by showing that you're the perfect, that you're the good guy and they're the bad guy.
0: Then you are also not ethical.
1: (laughs) Somebody said to me the other day that they didn't think that the intention um, mattered, that as long as you were performing the good ethics. Yeah,
0: there's definitely an element of that. And then but I, w- I want like, to believe them because then I want. get
1: to be horrible by being ethical. I get to use that as my weapon.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, anyway, I feel like only me, only I could make being a good person like a, a dick weapon. move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, this is Hacklock doing the edit. I'm future Hacklock. I'm Hacklock in post. I'm a post-Hacklock.
1: And I'm Brian Albots, interrupting.
0: (laughs) We decided this story was too long for just one episode. It's true. So we had to split it into two. Yeah, sorry about it. Uh, So I guess I'm just going to awkwardly cut us off there.
1: Yeah, all right. That works. Yeah, do (laughs) that then.
0: Yeah, cool. I hope you enjoyed our first foray into a show. Uh, The story will continue straight away in episode two. We have no cats, Kathleen. Meow, meow, purr. Continued. Oh my God. <laughs> no likes for part two required. I've released them both at the same time, so you can go straight ahead, or you can have a little break if you need a little break. Yeah,
1: go have a wee. Treat yourself.
0: <laughs> Speaking of likes, though, uh, maybe this is a good time to add us on social media. We have Twitter at Mole Patrol, and we have Instagram at Online Mole Patrol. Spell M-O-L-L, of course.
1: Yeah, the correct spelling.
0: Yeah, because we're a bunch of moles, not a bunch of moles. <laughs>